The third week of January in 2018 was a kind of horrific groundhog day for the town of Predarsdorf. This is Eyewitness News. Good morning, I'm Regan Thor. Bredansdorp has become the scene of another murder of a teenage girl. Jodine Almost five years to the day that Anine Boysen was murdered, another town. body was found. Local teenager Jodine Peters had been raped, her skull caved in with a brick, her body half burnt after her attackers put a burning crate on it. Police questioned four people and ultimately arrested two of them. It seemed that perhaps the Peters family, broken in grief, might at least get some solace in knowing the men who did that to their little girl would be punished. But as Jodine's uncle, Sardal, explains, it was not to be. We was in court maybe 10 times, 15 times. And after 10, after 10 months, the people that was taken in for investigation was just released because there wasn't enough evidence against them. For more than 18 months, things went quiet. The family was left to try and process what had happened. There's many times I really, really can't sleep for this thing is still chasing me. It is abnormal that a thing like that happened and nobody see anything. That's what's shocking for me. I can't believe that a community like Bredasdo, that in a community like Bredasdo, there's people who is able to do gruesome stuff like that. For a small town like Bredasdo, it's not supposed to be where so many people know each other. That's a sickening thing. We can't understand it, really. We can't. It's not, it's not normal. Not only is it not normal, it was also not the first time that a case such as this was left unsolved. The people responsible and punished. In the first episode, we reflected on the rape and murder of Anine Boysen. She gave a statement on her deathbed, telling police multiple men had attacked her. But only one was ever successfully prosecuted, Johannes Kana. He maintains he's innocent and even Anine's own family believes him. We just got that feeling that it wasn't him. I think he's innocent. I think he's innocent. Anine's aunt, Wilma, says Kana was a childhood friend of Anine's. So, if he had indeed been involved, the chances are she would have named him. She didn't. As for the other men Anine told police had attacked her, they're free and police are no longer actively searching for them. There was also the case of little Katie Williams, five years old when she disappeared. Her violated body found dumped days later. In that case, police identified a person of interest, but he was found dead, hanging from a tree in Bradarsdorp before they could even question him. Police are no longer actively pursuing that case and Katie's grandmother, Krishna Prince, finds herself in the worst kind of limbo as a result. It's very hard to be here, even walking past this place, looking at it. It brings back all the bad memories. As with anything in a nation as complex as South Africa, there's a context to the seeming lack of justice. 
Broadly, it's no secret that the police are understaffed and the level of violence across the country is such that the resources they have will inevitably be stretched. SAP's Overberg Cluster Commander Donovan Hilbron told us there are two key hurdles to investigating crimes, like that of Jodine's murder, one technological and one human. The challenge that we do have is... Especially in the rural towns, there's hardly any video footage available. Witnesses do not come forward. The fact that no one in the town has come forward to help police solve Jodine's murder is something that really weighs on Sarul Peters. This little one didn't kill herself. Somebody did it. With such a gruesome murder, we believe that out there is somebody who knows something. And... uh, after close to three years, nobody bring before court. Uh, it's, it's, it's a difficult one. It's a really difficult one. Hale Brown says working on building trust in the community is difficult, but their starting point is working on the relationships they have with organisations who work and live within the community. They've also instituted a new way of working in the Overberg cluster to ensure that senior staff are present at local police stations when they are really needed. What we have done better, not that we didn't do it in the past, we're working much more closer with our community structures, our CPFs, our neighbourhood watches, street committees, and, and particularly in the Pratalstorp area. We have a very active station commander, Colonel, Colonel Tambur, where we have you know senior people on duty over weekends because I was always of view in the South African police service from 7.30 on a Monday till 1600 hours on a Friday you have lieutenant generals running this organization but when it comes to weekends you find sergeants and warrant officers in charge of the very same police service with all the challenges over weekends so what we have in the cluster we also have a what we call it a senior deployment they are deployed over weekends to make sure we attend and respond to whatever challenges there is A lot of police's targeted activities in the area attempt to address what they believe is a key underlying problem, the abuse of alcohol. We have, in the interim, already sharpened up our visible policing side in terms of compliance, particularly with regard to the shippings and the the taverns, where we look at their trading hours and we also look in terms of when we do our compliance inspections and visits, making sure there's no... You know, children that are underage that are visiting these premises. The arrival of a new investigation's head in Bredasdorp is the source of a tiny ray of light in the darkness Sarul Peters and his family have been facing. We have a new head of, of investigation here and, and suddenly this lady come to our house twice now. One day she invite us to the station. It looked like... There is something moving and that fills us with new hope. Just maybe. Maybe. It's a very small word, especially for a family that has been through what the Peters family has. But for the moment, it's what they have. For the families of Anine Boyson and Katie Williams, there's not even that. In our next episode, we look at the interventions put in place to end the violence that's become synonymous with this Overberg town and ask, is there any hope for Bredasdorp?